Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 129. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot Jaronil, and joining me today is Tom Burt. Hello, hello. And here as always, except when he's not, BT Calloway. Ahoy, hoy. And thank you for joining me for The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. How have we been, fellows? Yeah, pretty good. Agreeable. Yes. Mm. <laughs> we're kind of treading water because this was a strange episode and i think we're all uh, just processing some emotions right now well i know i know what i think i just you just asked how i was and i told you oh That's right about as uh waiting for more questions here oh well yeah. <laughs> i'm still processing so there's that <laughs> well let's get into the questions but first of all let me tell you what we just did we watched an episode from the hd era this was season 20 episode 15 wedding for disaster First released in March of Ort 9, it was directed by Chuck Sheets. He certainly does. <laughs> Written by Joel H. Cohen in this episode. Reverend, 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 Reverend Lovejoy founds out that he wasn't properly... Uh, uh, Ordained? Yeah, while he did the marriage between Homer and Marge, which we remember from... A House Divided, which we did when you were last on, Tom. Yeah, I, I yelled. I was like, oh, I was here for that. Yeah, <laughs> great. It's a rare example of a genuine sequel. Yeah. So, yeah, this is kind of a sequel to that where, yeah, Reverend Lovejoy fans out wasn't properly ordained, therefore they weren't properly married. So they go to marry Homer and Marge again, except Marge is turning into a bit of a bridezilla and Homer gets kidnapped in a Saw-style torture chamber. Mm. Guys, what do we think? Man, the jokes are really good, but the plot is just... Mm. Yeah, I I was laughing a lot, except for once. But aside <laughs> from that, yeah, solid, solid jokes, but just weird episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh. There were a couple of clunker jokes, but yeah, overall, I, I got to admit, I had a good time with this one. But there's a theoretical part of my brain that knows this was not a good time as well but also i had a good time i don't know how i feel yeah it's 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 mixed it's tough mm. well let's get into it and sort out our feelings bt starting with you for better or worse what's something that stands out to you about this episode all right so they do this when homie gets kidnapped they have this whole thing about figuring out who it is and they're like oh we found it keys with the initials sb sideshow bob and i'm like well it's obviously not him because you don't immediately go to that like mm. it's probably going to be selma then and then they just have this whole pointless little fake out where you think it's Sideshow Bob for maybe an eighth of a second. Yeah. And it really just lags and is boring and stupid. And I don't like that it's Selma either, but just to have the fake out is pointless. Yeah. Like, what were we doing with this little fake out? Well, I mean, just on that and skipping ahead to the play count question, was this a first timer for you guys? Yeah. I recognize the couch gag, but I feel like I don't remember the episode. The couch gag has been used before, and I, I really like the art direction of this one where, yeah, it's all the Simpsons faces, but done as meals that, that comic book guys eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Really good couch gag. But so the fake out didn't really hold no. up for you. You figured well, it when out. When they're like, ah, such a bum, like, please don't be Bob. It's probably Selma. And then about two nights later, and it's Selma. Wow. Great misdirectix. I don't know. I thought it could have been Scott Bayer. I mean, it would have been interesting. But, uh, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know why we did it. It was just padding and it was boring and I didn't like it. And I would have preferred to even hold off on the reveal for a lot longer. 
Yeah, well, I got to agree. Also, why is Sideshow Bob not in prison? <laughs> He's just out, and oh, I'm just sculpting Krusty's bust. Like, why? You're supposed to be in jail. Yeah, actually, I don't know what the episode that Sideshow Bob was it in before matter. this one. It doesn't matter. He once attempted to blow up the entire time with a nuclear weapon. I'm pretty sure trying to kill an entire town gives you a life sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that probably. You would think. You would hope. <laughs> it was such a, like, Krusty's line of dialogue during that was just so great, though. It was like, oh, we, we went and watched the House of Sand and Fog and then like, went to sleep again, and holding each other for, for warmth, warmth. Yeah. and watched it again with the director's commentary. He's an ass. Yeah. Was, Does anyone know who the director of that was? No idea. Um, Glenn Close? <laughs> Ah, oh, BT, you and your Glenn Close obsession. You know if I don't know, it's either Glenn Close or that other one that I keep forgetting the name of. <laughs> BT, all about that GC. <laughs> I just find it weird her name is Glenn, but you never think about it because you always think both the names together. All right, so the episode before this one that Sideshow Bob was in just for yeah. where is at with prison was the Italian Bob. Ah! Which... <laughs> the writers need to be in prison for that one. <laughs> and Bob would still be in prison anyway. And directed by Vadim Peril- per- Perlman? Vadim Perlman. There you go. Vlad in Peril, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh... His Wikipedia page is all over the place. He doesn't have like one of those like filmographies in like the nice little spreadsheet uh, or whatever. That's so handy. Yeah, spreadsheets—they're really good, especially online spreadsheets. Yeah, well, I mean, someone on the Simpsons writing staff, probably Joel H. Cohen, has a has <laughs> vendetta against. Well, maybe them. he just watched the director's comments like this guy's a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, how about you, Tom? What's something about this episode stands out to you for better or worse? I just really, really loved the. What was his actual name? The the deacon. De- was he a oh, the parson. Parson. the parson? Parson, deacon. Parson. No one knows the difference. No, he calls Reverend Lovejoy the deacon, which isn't what... He's a reverend. That's yeah, not a deacon. Yeah. Anyway. It's in the name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the parson. Yeah. He's yeah. just a fantastic character. His little songs, like everything about him was great. He had a really solid little arc. Mm-hmm. It just worked really well. All of his jokes were really tight. Everything was great with him. Yeah, his little sing-songing moments as well. That's what I'm going to do, and maybe I'll look at the pew. (laughs) Yeah, I'm wondering if this is like riffing on a particular character or something. I don't know. It's meant to be loosely based on, uh, well, not loosely, like kind of directly based on Bing Crosby. Mm -hmm. Um, We've met him before on the Index, but this is canonically in The Simpsons the first time that we meet him. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... He's actually at normally the episodes that we've seen before. He's at a point of like annoyance for me. Yeah. Like there was that other one where just randomly Louis Armstrong appeared and they sung a duet. Do you remember uh, that? No. Yeah. But also yeah. <laughs> forgettable jokes from the HD era. Yeah. But yeah, I thought his presence was good and he introduced an interesting plot development for the story. So yeah, his theory about how volcanoes are born. I I dispute that though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, he. There's the good bit. It's like, oh, well, you weren't ordained at the time. Oh, well, I'm sure God understands. No, he doesn't. Oh. <laughs> no, he does not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, he has a big backstory with Helen Lovejoy that... Or is it Ooh. Harold? Harold Schwartzbaum. That was interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just... this. It's such a mixed bad, this episode, isn't it? And I'm going to say, for better or worse, what stands out to me is probably my biggest point of contention with this and i'm kind of using two moments here mm-hmm. is not enough waiting in the whole wedding story and too much waiting in the whole saw parody because yeah. 
I think they really rushed Marge's sort of descent into bridezilla-ness. Like, she just went from zero to cray-cray very quickly. Yeah. And also the episode kind of grinds to a halt when Homer gets kidnapped and tortured. And that has some really weird implications for Patty and Selma as well. Oh, yeah. That was actually really obvious it was them as well because they weren't at the wedding. And, like, Cookie Kwan is one of Marge's bridesmaids. You're like... Huh. They, they don't talk. Yeah, why Why didn't Marge have any bridesmaids with people that she was actually close with? she's friends with. Yeah. yeah. But not um, like, yeah. Well, it has been established before where uh, Marge goes, cheer up, Homer. It's okay. You don't need to have friends. I haven't had a friend in years. Yeah, true. So her sisters would be there, surely. Yeah, surely is like, yeah, her closest confidants. Yeah, and the other thing, that they're controlling it from the DMV as yeah. well, and that but didn't that make said, sense. There are some good jokes where it's like, you need to get the key out of this lollipop. The yeah. lollipop is made of hot sauce. It's like, wait till he finds out the key is just more hot sauce. I love that. That is such an awesome... <laughs> and just the visual gag of the Microsoft pipes, 3D yeah. pipes. It just it, total <laughs> blast to the childhood. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, I, I used to spend time, like, when I figured out that you could edit the pipes and you could put, like, your own image on it, and, oh... Kids these days don't know ra da 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 da. They don't even have screensavers no more, I assume. <laughs> so, how about some of the wacky things of this episode? Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? Again, there were just so many great little scattershot jokes just randomly there when they were around in the office of like birth, deaths, and marriages. And they're like, well, this isn't the perfect place to get married. Up, oh, half a corpse coming through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most of my favorite gags are in this early part of the episode. Delivery driver. And yeah. interesting nuance, company policy forbids chit-chat. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't do it yet. <laughs> That was great. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the wackiness of this episode, yeah, Marge's whole bridezilla thing. Like, do you guys agree? Did that happen too quickly? Yeah, it was very... And there's even motivation for it because it's like, okay, now I actually have the chance to do the wedding. She wants everything to be perfect. She's, you know, a bit finicky anyway. Mm. And, you know, now there's a point in her life where she has control over something and it makes sense to you know, go into that. It was just, yeah, really dashed through. And there are, there are parts you could cut to give that more time as well. Yeah, like Maggie's little fantasy about, yeah, Bridezilla versus, what'd she call him? King, King Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was, like, kind of cool, you know, the visual of how the child sees the fighting adults, but then... It, it was didn't a, do anything. Yeah, it was a nothing follow-up. Or and, even technically when... It's kind of a good joke, so I don't want to do it too much with it. When Homer's like, calls Marge up and he's like, okay, now I need you to... What do you do? Look at the something. And then look outside and he sees the sky right. It's like, go to the door. And there's paint on Barney's shirts. Turn on the radio. And then goes downstairs to find Homer promising a better wedding this time. He kind of already did that when they were at the uh, office, but it was... Again, it was funny, so... Yeah, I, li- I liked that little treasure hunt thing and it was yeah. very sweet, but it's all that sort of planning that he probably could have put in the wedding, but then... Oh, anyway. I mean, more time and pacing in the episode, because you kind of already said that when they're at the office of birth, deaths, and marriages, and be like, I'll give you a proper wedding this time. So it's basically just restating it. Mm. Uh, like, I just enjoyed how different it was to a normal treasure hunt thing. Yeah. It was like these massive, massive clues that just led you around like to a- To the next point. Yeah, 20, <laughs> 20 square foot area. Easiest escape room in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Press four on the microwave. Beep. Here's your key. Use it on that door. It's made of hot sauce. (laughs) (laughs) All keys are made of hot sauce from now on. And there were parts that I liked of the whole thing where, like, Homer, like, of course he sees the rocket cake and just immediately falls in love with it. Oh, yeah, it's a rocket cake. 
and you know bringing it back at the end as well where they both each got the little thing that they wanted in the wedding was mm. kind of sweet to me yeah absolutely yeah even the blue f- roses which managed to get <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty amazing it's like yep took some hectic and en- genetic engineering but we managed Shh, you're planned now <laughs> <laughs> love it and speaking of loving it segway nice how about the heart of this episode was this a particularly heartfelt episode not really <laughs> Because, I mean, we already know Homer and Marge like each other a bit. Yeah. Patty and Selma like falling to pieces and just, oh, we'll let him go when they hear Homer's vows. is like, eh. Mm. <laughs> they were really nice vows, They were though. really nice they vows, really but it's not nice like, it's vows. not things he hasn't, we haven't done this before, you know. We've done everything in this sentence yeah, before. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, just like, I love you each more with every wedding and by maybe a thousand I'll be worthy of you. Like, that is some, oh. oh yeah. That oh, was good stuff, but it's just like. You've imprisoned a person. Yeah. Against it, you know. <laughs> you've made a very big commitment here. To, if you can be turned around by a single letter, you're, you're, you're not very good at this. What was the location of the saw room? Because um, I feel like it, it was like this little extra dimensional pocket that was actually inside their computer well, at the DMV. I know there's a place in Penrith you can rent them if you need. Okay. Um, cool, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> I mean, I've said too much. Shout out to all our fans in the riff. <laughs> Yeah, it just has some very weird implications for them that, like, they've always had the snarky relationship with Homer, but, yeah, drugging, kidnapping, yep. and I'm gonna torturing unleash some him. fire ants on him. Yeah. And they kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Patty and Selma do as well, like, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, they're prepared for it. Yeah, that, it's very, very disturbing. And, you know, it's a shame because I think you could have had more heart with a story that was about sort of Homer leaving the altar. Like, and I, mean, I was like, let's not do that. Yeah. So I don't like how the mystery went, but I was glad it wasn't Homer wusses out because you think Marge is going to be Bridezilla forever. It's like you've been married for, you know, 30 years now. Yeah. I think you know what she's like. Mm. Yeah. So heart mixed. <laughs> it yeah. also really wasn't going for it. So, yeah. Which is odd for a wedding episode. Mm. Like, and I will say there was a really big inconsistency when they were going through the photos with Reverend Lovejoy and they like showed the pictures of how it went down. And Homer comes with the divorce paper while Marge is in bed. It's just... Yeah. I don't know why you'd go to the effort to animate it wrong. Yeah. When you'd go, <laughs> hey, remember this episode? We're going to recap it now, but we're going to recap it incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah, just oh, Jordan's anal corner, whatever. Da, da, da. <laughs> just... Just use a frame from it. That's yeah, exactly. yeah. Cut the corner. Just use still frames from the actual episode. Yeah, I get it in the sense that you've got to update it to sort of match the same sort of art style, which has changed ever so slightly. But yeah, Homer presented the divorce thing while in a suit while they were downstairs, not while Marge was in bed. I like. Uh, anyway, ultimately though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? How was the integrity of the show and the characters and all that? I mean, everyone was, you know, acting like themselves. It was a bit ADHD, but um, that wasn't bad because it kept things going. And if you didn't like a joke, you moved on pretty quickly. So, mm. okay-ish. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Like, there was a couple of clunkers in there yeah. that got you kind of worried, but largely, but you on kept the whole, moving, so. episode of The Simpsons, definitely. Yeah. We'll say, usually Bart, Lisa, mystery team-ups are some of my favorites, and they were, like, hardly in this, despite being the ones figuring it out. Yeah, you're kind of wishing that they were the ones to sort of find out Patty and Selma while Homer was still in the thing. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we got like three shots of them. Yeah, it was yeah. like much. They find the key. 
they arrive at the house with Krusty and Sideshow Bob, mm-hmm. and then that happens, yeah. and I feel like we didn't see them again in until that scene. The, until the final, yeah. yeah then they Basically, they go, oh, we found this key with SB on it. it must be Sideshow Bob. It's not Sideshow Bob. It must be Selva Bouvier, the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. There's nothing else to that entire bit. So there's no detecting. There's no mystery. There's no intrigue. Yeah, it's just kind of the problem with this episode, just sort of moving through these plot beats so quickly. Yeah. And I'll say that sort of integrity-wise may be a little off, but, I mean, yeah, I still feel like it felt like The Simpsons. And, yeah. I mean, besides Patty and Selma being, like, way too evil. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah, some next-level shit. Maggie being a bit more talented than people give her credit for, I guess. That's yeah, pretty I like important. she was on the other side of the walkie-talkie, tipping off the band or whatever. Although I don't know why they play such happy music when they thought Homer had run away. Because Maggie gave him the signal. Yeah, but come on, play something else. <laughs> I, I really want to know like the process that the band took to work out all the possible signals with Maggie. <laughs> yeah. Someone fucked up there is all I'm saying. <laughs> so, yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yeah, I got some laughs. Probably yes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, might watch it again. Might put it in a playlist. What playlist would this go in? What episodes would this pair well with? Oh, uh, the Parson. Oh, uh, the Parson playlist. Episodes Tom has reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> so far, four. Later tonight, six. Yeah. Ooh. People Selma has banged. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and even like, because remember there was the old episode where she refused to get married to Apu. No, yeah, yeah. But no, Quickie's okay. <laughs> it's just too much to take on that last name in her line of last names. Yeah, yeah, true. And in Bart's bed as well. I know. Ew. Yeah. Why did they keep the photo of that? Why did they have a camera there? <laughs> it, was, it was from a really, really high angle. Yeah, it, it was, was from like, like the top of his bookshelf. So yeah. maybe Bart just has that there just in case. I don't know. But, <laughs> hey, uh, Mom, I caught this picture. <laughs> maybe you'd want it in the family album. <laughs> oh, the weird implications in this episode. Yes, very weird. Bart the voyeur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's been Bart the murderer, he's been Bart the lover, now he's Bart the voyeur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Homer and Marge getting married. It's oh, yeah. the third yeah. time this has happened now. <laughs> Only three? Oh, uh, I mean... Or callbacks to the wedding, at least. Yeah. yeah. The blimp said four. Mm. Who can keep track? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still early days for the Simpsons yet. They've still got a hundred seasons left, so... <laughs> <laughs> How many more times will they be married? Wedding after wedding, wedding after, after wedding. wedding. The same one. <laughs> All right, BT, what would you change about this episode? I would prolong that mystery a whole lot more. Let's follow Bart and Lisa on a good old whodunit and don't just skip immediately to Patty and Selma and maybe not even make it Patty and Selma. Maybe it's Mo because he thinks maybe he can seduce Marge. I don't know how to reset to zero after that, but, you know, maybe... Just something else would be fine, but the jokes were pretty good, so I don't have too much to complain about there. But um, give me a mystery. If you promise me a mystery, give me one, you bastards. Mm, more mystery. Zoics. I don't know. <laughs> Tom, what would you like to change? Yeah, definitely more hijinks between the two of them. I honestly would have loved some more of the parson. There yep. we go. Keep going <laughs> for pastor. Not pastor. Not deacon. Parson. Yeah, I'd, I'd love some more of him. Have him somehow be a re- like. Well, have him do the service. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's some kind of like Deus Ex Machina, like he because mm. he's got crazy god powers, he can do things. <laughs> Parson powers. Yeah. Let's get rid of Bart's weird gay joke line. Yeah. What was this all about? Something about pirates, there's no gay pirates. He's wearing yeah. a ruffled shirt and he's like, Oh, this shirt's a bit gay and yeah. then the suit the guy's all is... like, Oh, well, last time I checked, pirates weren't gay, and then Homer's goes, how did you check? It's like, 
Where? Yeah. And it's, I, I yeah, in a scene where nothing else happens, so it's just like, okay, quick, easy, immediate cut right there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Please. So that's what you'd like to change? Yeah, honestly, on on the whole, I enjoyed it. I'm moderately, decently happy. I would watch this absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as for what I'd change, I feel like the two things that I mentioned what stood out to me, both the Bridezilla and the Saw thing, are both... They just felt trendy, and mm. especially now that we're like 10 years removed from it, they feel extra lame because of that, that at the time there were all those Bridezilla reality shows and fucking mm. extravagant wedding bullshit. Well, I kind of think of it because it feels like a bit of a misdirect, like you think it's going to be about Marge being a Bridezilla, but no, it's actually Homer Kidnap. Yeah. That said, like I said, we don't stay in that mystery very long. Well, yeah, and I think out of the two, the Bridezilla thing is the stronger one and like just not to have marge go so nutty so quickly yeah like you can definitely earn it yeah spending another act building up to that point and i'm gonna say i don't mind the idea of homer sort of leaving the altar and just sort of being a bit scared of the whole thing like just of the wedding or just not feeling a part of it and i don't know like oh even flipping it and having it like homer being the massive bridezilla and then marge leaving because of that yeah just being <laughs> yeah yeah he gets all obsessed with wanting it to be perfect because no this is my chance to really do something for you and in doing that he starts to push her out yeah, yeah. oh that's interesting you could get something out of that yeah, no, Marge, I'm going to have the right wedding for you. If you want blue roses, I'm going to get you blue We're roses. We're going to genetically engineer them with these vipers. Oh, <laughs> uh, when you said that before, I was thinking, oh, like, so Homer's, like, yeah, got his rocket ship cake, and he's, like, he's basically made a child's birthday party, and no, Marge, we've got to have a bounce house in our wedding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like him designing the car. Yeah. <laughs> oh, doing a slip and slide down the aisle. Yes. Yeah, that's that how I want to yeah. get married like that. <laughs> Suck shit, my future wife. <laughs> Um, guest stars for this episode Kelsey Grammer played Sideshow Bob what do we think of his appearance and he didn't have too much to do all he said is I'm not stabbing anything I'm just aerating this clay Mm. that was about it ultra bad convenient explanation for why his silhouette was laughing with a knife yeah what were they doing together I don't well, again why is he out of prison (laughs) if you steal a nuclear weapon you should probably be in Gitmo or something (laughs) Well, yeah, last thing was Italian Bob, where he was trying to murder the Simpsons and Krusty while singing Pagliacci. Yeah, that's a bad episode. Isn't it just? It is. Ah, memories of when we reviewed that one. Yeah. Let's think about them now. And we're back. I don't know the lyrics to that song. No one does. <laughs> I think they loosely translate into, sad clown, I'm a sad clown. Don't you see how this is ironic? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, we're here. BT, do you have any other notes? I've got a couple. There are only two real commandments. The others are just filler. Yeah. This is funny. This I wonder if this is a reference to the George Carlin bit. No, probably not, but maybe. Maybe. What's his bit? It's basically that, that he spends like 15 minutes like dissecting the commandments and goes, you really only need to pay attention to two. <laughs> it's an excellent bit. Mm, nice. I like Moe's arson for the parson. <laughs> this is another bit that actually bugged me where all their signs were like clearly default fonts like <laughs> <laughs> and not handwritten fonts yeah 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 there was one that was clearly comic sans and one that was clearly uh, what is it algerian or something yeah so many yeah. of these font names i only, like really have to think like braggadocio <laughs> how do you say that one anyway so it's yeah, something that bothers me about the HD era is that they don't handwrite their words. They 
Why use not? Font. They got hands. Come on. You're animating it anyway. Why are you using default fonts? Like because they do it with Siri. <laughs> mm. Hey Siri, animate my Simpsons for me. Oh my god, <laughs> it explains so much. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. Anyway, uh, there's a Cletus scene, and there's no incest in it. Yeah, that was that was my thing. It was an actually funny Cletus joke. I know yeah. those are so rare now; it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no incest, no crystal meth. That was just—he's a bit Cletus. daft. <laughs> no moonshine, even. No, like they, they didn't even touch that. I know oh, it's incredible. It's so it's so rare these days. Mm, love it. But yeah, especially because yeah, he thinks he's cursed by a ghost, and it's just <laughs> his regular postman. It's uh, ooh, ghost postman. Yeah, but he wasn't all. Oh, there's the ghost. Better do more meth and fuck my sister, which yeah. is what they usually do. Yeah, a later era Simpsons would be like that, where it's like that's why I see that ghost smoke some meth, and then yep. he sees a sister that he can fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's pretty much what they do with him now. <laughs> I've locked the gates. You can't escape the podcast. <laughs> I'm like Mark Maron. Anyway. Lock the gates. I do like when Homer wakes up in the saw trap, he's like, you're making a really bad first impression. Mm. And finally, the wedding store is called Red Lobster. Ah, mm. like Red Lobster. Oh, now I get it. Nah. How about you, Tom? Any other notes? I would absolutely kill for Marge's pimple control. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, right? <laughs> By sheer force of will. Yeah. In fact, doing anything with my body like that, just, <laughs> that'd be great. I've always been jealous of, uh, in Malcolm in the Middle, Lois gets the car to go again by yelling at it. <laughs> it breaks down, she just goes, move! And it starts. <laughs> also, I'm, uh, no, I won't promise I'm going to watch it, but I will at least probably look at a trailer for The House of Sand and Fog. Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty good. It's got um the guy who played Gandhi in it. Ben Kingsley? Ben Kingsley and... Oh. um. Ah, she's always in movies where she's dating someone terrible. Uh, Requiem for a Dream and Hulk and Dark City. Shora Agadashu. For some reason, I always forget this woman's name. No, it's not Shora Agadashu. No, it's... um, I've got it. She's also in Labyrinth. Yeah, also in Labyrinth. I always forget her name for some bloody reason. She's not related to Billy? (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Connelly. There we go. (laughs) I like her eyebrows. She's got distinct eyebrows. Yeah, but Mm. they they don't feel fake. Yeah. Genuine eyebrows. <laughs> uh, time for my final notes. And now it's time, and now it's time for his final notes. Elliot's final notes. And in an episode that um, throws back to the past, we also get another bit of Flanders high-pitched screaming, like when he sees purple drapes and a dead or, ficus. Yep. <laughs> He's always wanted purple drapes. Yeah. So, yeah, Flanders high-pitched screaming playlist. This is the most religious person to stop into our town since that time that Mother Teresa stopped in to fill up her Vespa. (laughs) Again, just the visual is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those jokes where just describing it was way funnier than ever. They didn't throw to like a statue of her being like, ah, filling up the Vespa, Vespa, whatever. Mm. Yeah. It was just, you got to picture it and it was funny. Unlike where they said how Flanders' mustache was tingling and then they showed you what it looks like. Yeah. But that also then like when you see it, calm down. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that was worth it. Oh, there was a fucking excellent line, which I only got on this viewing, which was where they're talking about how Helen Lovejoy used to sell Mary Kay products (laughs) and Reverend Lovejoy made her stop because she was earning more than him, which is fucking hilarious because, yeah, for those that don't know, Mary Kay are like these cosmetics and it's basically a pyramid scheme where like it's designed to give all the money to Mary Kay and sell you on the dream of selling cosmetics. But yeah. 
they're fucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the fact that she was earning more than a reverend, really, yeah. It must have been depressing for me. Must be tough to live on a reverend salary. But, yeah. Uh... <laughs> the whole back and forth about Howard's flower shop and how Howard's dead, again, these are some easy cuts to make. Mm-hmm. I don't know how this passed the... Yeah, that so... was that was just terrible. Yeah. Howard's dead. Howard's a lovely man. How's my father? And yeah. You only get one chance at a second remarriage. Very good. <laughs> yep. And yeah, that's all my notes. It's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. Maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got OK Bronze, Good Silver, Excellent Gold. But for the best of the very best, you give Cubic Zirconia. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I will go first. Yep. So I can show you how it's done. Because we got to know how it's done. I'm going to use the BT clause here and I might change my mind and blurt something out later. But I love that I have clauses. Against my better judgment, I'm going bronze on this, but like just for those, uh, like it's just, just, like honestly just. The strength of this episode's jokes are carrying it over and mm. it's not an episode that I'm actively seeking out, but if it's on and I've got some washing to fold, sure, perfect. Tom, what do you reckon? <laughs> I'm glad to know the struggle was real for yeah. everyone else. Yeah, no way, the struggle was real. <laughs> yeah, like a low, sad, weak bronze. Mm. Not not a not a happy, shiny, polished bronze by any means. Mm. Might skip, might not skip, depending on how far away the skipping mechanism is. Yeah, <laughs> yep. always comes down to where's the remote. Yeah, I'll watch this one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's just far enough away. Mm. You left it on the VC, uh, the VCR. You left it on the PlayStation. Yeah, that's it. Oh man! No. Oh no! Your PlayStation remote's out of battery, so you'd have oh, to so you'd <laughs> you'd have to plug it in to charge it to skip the episode. Nah, I'm watching it. <laughs> yep. What about you, BT? Finish us off. Yeah, look, bronze jokes with a pretty much failure plot, so <laughs> it's tough. I'm gonna go with the heart guts, which are gonna say a bronze because I think about participants and they're just. They're the ones that are boring. They're the ones that are meh. I laugh too much at this one, despite the fact that I really don't like a lot of the plot, but I'm here for jokes. I'm here to laugh and have a good time, which is what I did. But I wish one of us had gone participant to bring it down, (laughs) but that's not the way we do things here. We all individually rank, therefore bronze. But again, asterisk, tarnished bronze. Very bronze that is almost falling off the table into a box of cat litter. (laughs) And you're like, well, I'm not getting that. I'm just going to throw it out now. Yeah, well, I mean, not that the Simpsons Index get it right all the time, but I think the yes, truth... Yes, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. But I think the truth always at least orbits, you know, yeah. our rankings. So that'll be a unanimous bronze, and it'll be joining other such unanimous bronzes from the HD era as Falcon and the Dollman, which is another episode that I wish one of us in the panel went, because that's that's a weird one. Mm. I don't think you were there for that one, BT, actually. That's Keith Sutherland's... Ah, re- uh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, Return, and it's a really cool action movie, but mm. it's not a good Simpsons episode. What else from the HD era? Covercraft, when Homer's a bass player. I had a special affinity with that episode. <laughs> the town where they ship out to Boston. Way hey ho. <laughs> the Spy Who Learned Me, where Homer starts seeing Brian Cranston as a James Bond oh, yeah. type. Fuck, that was a weird one. Again, I think these are ones that are really riding the border. Like yeah, the great, yeah. the great Simpsona, where Lisa becomes a magician. Yeah, really mm. cute story, but then that ends with like this weird magician fight. <laughs> mm. Penn and Teller mm. like turn evil. Chief of Hearts, where Homer and Chief Wiggum become best friends. Yeah, that's a very cute one. 
Yeah, I kind of wish I went higher on that one. And also, Eeny Teeny Maya Mo, where Mo dates a little person. Yeah, he sure does. Yeah, cute episode that tanks. All right, before we move on, is that reputation justified? And I think it's got to be about that time that <laughs> reputations get justified. What do critics think of this episode? Oh, I don't know. Is it justified? Rocket Man in theaters. Justified. Checking out reviews now. Here we go. Oh, wow. Rocket Man in theaters next week, I think. Yeah, probably. I don't care. I, just... I think it's in theaters now. In theatres now. Why bother? Very well done, though. Thank I- you. I'm enjoying these uh, <laughs> reputation justified remixes. Yeah, they only come when they pop in my head. So. <laughs> Robert Canning of IGN. Robert the Feather Touch Canning. He gave this episode a 7.3 out of 10. That's quite generous. Like he has some kind of touch of a feather. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, low for IGN, but still, in theory, pretty high, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Wedding for Disaster was one of those episodes that, while knocking you down with laughter, was quite fun to watch. It was also sweet to have Homer's recitation of his vows be the turning point for his sisters-in-law. Again, this wasn't a howlingly funny episode, but there were some great parts, and overall, Wedding for Disaster was a pleasant enough telling of Marge and Homer's third and fourth weddings. Oh, right, because... Right. Yeah, yeah, it was the fourth wedding, but not the fourth marriage. Right. 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 Anyway, what do we think? I mean, doesn't he start by saying, it's a really funny episode, and then end with saying, it's not very funny? While not knocking you down with uh, laughter. not knocking you down with laughter. Was, was quite the, fun to watch. That was the part we liked, Robert Canning. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's being a bit Dennis Perkins about this whole thing. Yes. <laughs> a bit of a wild card. <laughs> All right, well, cool. That does it for the HD era. Now it's time to move on to the teens era, where we're watching the annoyingly long titled <laughs> Margin Homer Turn a Couple Play. Does that even make sense? Like the, I want to bottle the look of befuddlement on you yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying to pick through where like the pun or the riff is coming from here. Margin Homer, turn a couple play. Turn like, a couple play. Are they like, turn a couple gay? Like, is that what they're doing? I'm confused. I hope not. I don't think, like, I mean, what are they riffing on? <laughs> we'll find out and we'll let you know after this short break. Oh, the suspense. And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode, which was Season 17, Episode 22, Marge and Homer Turn a Couple Play, which is apparently a pun on Turn a Double Play, which is a baseball term, apparently. First released in May of Oort 6, it was directed by Bob Anderson, written by Joel H. Cohen. In this episode, Homer and Marge somehow meet a baseballer and his pop star wife who come to them for marriage counselling advice, and... The episode sort of happens. Guys, what did you think? It certainly happened. Yep. They got Star is Born way early, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I believe this is a riff on uh, Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio. Because ah. he was a conservative baseball player and she was uh, flaunting all her lady bits for the world to see. Actually, mm. I'm pretty sure he's Bender. <laughs> yes. Returned from the grave to become one of the greatest voice actors. <laughs> yeah, jumping John DiMaggio. <laughs> yeah, so, Jesus, where do we begin with this one? BT, better or worse moment? One of my favourite openings has Hunch. Yeah, oh, that was fucking classic. <laughs> the detective show where the guy's like, uh, that guy. <laughs> but why? Uh, something about his hair. <laughs> what do I want for lunch? Uh, Could it be turkey? turkey. <laughs> <laughs> How did you... Uh, 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 <laughs> remember that episode where we saw Hunch's butt in the shower? 
that's an interesting call because yeah they had to stop showing butts in the simpsons and yeah and now you can only see butts on cable yeah and it became true mm. and uh, i actually watched the credits this time and it was apparently written by jd selinger yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like bystander 2 played by sir anthony hopkins yeah. and they uh, got some pull on this show it must be an hbo i mean if yeah. it was written by jd selinger hopkins would probably oh, do yeah, it for sure mm. get right on that yeah, what was the last thing J.D. Salinger did? I think it was um, Hollywood stars and celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? <laughs> <are funny? laughs> and that was a hit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, great opening sequence. And yeah, very foreshadowy as well. Like, I can't believe they stretched this premise out over 512 episodes. Yep. Simpsons, currently almost at 700. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what's something that stands out to you for better or worse about this episode? I don't know. I feel like a quote from the show actually does it pretty well. There's more hardships than the Jews and Charlie Brown put together. <laughs> yeah, to which we all went, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Lots of collar tugging going on for that line. Yeah, yeah. hit hard with the Jews and then tried to soften it with the Charlie Brown. It's like, mm, don't think you've uh, softened that enough. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I really don't know what to make of this one. Like, I feel like it's kind of similar to the last one in the sense that it was a bit scattershot. It moved through its paces very quickly didn't really settle into any of the plot beats but the highs were not as high and the lows sank much lower yeah yeah a good example of that would be um <laughs> sorry it sounds like you're reading out a book report <laughs> <laughs> the juxtaposition yes <laughs> yeah look i just i really didn't like homer in this episode he was brash abrasive and annoying yeah. like i found like to use a baseball metaphor he was really swinging for the fences in this one as well. But man, fucking nothing was... Uh, not nothing, just few things were landing. But he was, like, being the wild, crazy version that, yeah, I find so grating, so yeah. irritating. And they could have done a lot easier where he could have just been the, you know, adorable Labrador who doesn't really get why all this serious stuff is happening. Like, the bit where he's rubbing her neck and just with his chicken grease fingers, he's just like... I get chicken and yeah, I'm, I'm here. May as well rub your neck, sure. Yeah, that didn't work with how much he was like salivating yeah, over was that character earlier. Yeah, because he already had the line of like, you're yeah. a beautiful woman that any man would fascinate about while well, he made love to his own Marge. Yeah. And so he's already thought about it. So to then have the disconnect where he is more interested in the chicken than her, it just, yeah. It feels like a, they don't fit together. The juxtaposition. Think about the juxtaposition. <laughs> and also the, the chicken misdirection yeah. line yeah. didn't which was, which make sense or work. Because then her husband's outside and hears them both, you know, she's going crazy over the back rub and he's going crazy over the chicken, walks in and he sees, oh, he's just eating chicken. That's stupid. But then beats him anyway. Yeah. But there were a couple of, like, really laboured homered moments as well. Homer moments. Um, Homer moments. Like, with the kiss cam as well. Oh, look at that. I was old man. Homer, uh, that's you. Uh, and then just fucking whinging for so long. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Did we do all the... Why did you like to read the cam? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we just moved it through it a lot quicker than usual. Yeah, that's weird. I'm gonna reset my voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen it at least uh, thrice, perhaps. Yeah. Probably once, but I don't remember it, because it it just is. It took me a while to realise which one this was here. Mm. 
I know I've only seen it a couple times to refer to the title. What's actually funny, I don't know if I'm going to keep this in the podcast. I'll decide later. But yeah, I used to have a girlfriend named Tabitha. Mm, and you sure did. <laughs> but she didn't like The Simpsons. Mm. And that, um, I mean, I should have known it was doomed from that. But yeah, and we were watching, she was watching reluctantly on this episode. And yeah, this didn't really improve her opinion of it. <laughs> Certainly not. But uh, yeah, yeah, for context, she was a very aggressive hugger. And I used to have to invent things I would have to carry so she wouldn't be able to hug me when I first met her. So I'd like go into a place and I'm like, okay, i got to carry something. Uh, this guitar. I'm like, oh, sorry, Tabitha, can't. Carrying a guitar. <laughs> sorry, I'm just practicing my mime work today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really Invisible box. I just painted my shirt and it's wet. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It was uh, tough to come up with, but I managed. You, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got a lot of extra stuff because I needed things to carry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. A whole box of wine. <laughs> That's my job. Don't step on that. <laughs> the one thing, the one credit I'll give her is I think the characterization of Tabitha was shit. I thought she was so one dimensional. And yeah. I thought Buck was too, to be frank. But yep. yeah. I think she had a pretty legitimate reason for gripe. He's all like, well, I thought she'd give up her international singing career and focus on minor league baseball. Yeah. Like, why would you assume that? <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't know. They just sort of play the... They play the overly sexy thing way too often when she's all like, oh, your lamp's a bit dusty. Oh. And then she's like Jesus. pole dancing on the lamp and it's like, that's not how you clean a lamp. And then Bart has a phone. Yeah, just say, cancel my appointments. Yeah. And the whole wedding, was it a wedding? Did they renew their vows where she did a bunch of sexy wedding dances? Oh, no, is it just a just concert? Thing, no, no, it was just a sexy concert. Yeah. Sexy, sexy marriage land. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Are. Her new song. A second single off the album after Troublistic, mm. when very very close toxic Powerport thing. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just really didn't appreciate what they did with these characters. Uh, it would have been kind of funny to go, "Hey, here are people with real problems. How about we give them to the wackiness of the Simpsons?" Yeah, but they didn't do that. I mean, that was so ham-fisted and like crap. Like, so Buck saw the whole thing with Marge and Homer on the kiss cam. And after that whole exhaustive fucking sketch, which the kiss cam would have just panned away from them yeah, anyway. Yeah, we're, we're bored at this point. Anyway. <laughs> Let's go back. You know, and... he didn't look. He didn't call up Mole Man and his oddly looking exactly the same like a female version of Mole Man wife <laughs> to be like, "How do you guys do it?" Because yeah. they've clearly been together a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or Mole Man just looks like that. Or it's a weird clone that he dressed mm. up. Mm. But you know. Come on, Buck, think it through. You a mole doll. <laughs> or Dr. Hibbert, you know? <laughs> Dr. Hibbert's doing fine. Yeah, they they weren't really, like, uh, comfortable with each other in public, though. Yeah, which, that's fine. Which is fine. You yeah, don't man. have to be all PDA. Exactly. Jeez. But it was just so contrived. I, I do hate using that word in the context because, of course, the story does need to be contrived. But how do we get the Simpsons involved and like that? Yeah. You know, well, even then, why wasn't the kiss cam focusing on people, but they were just fighting? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, this is Springfield. They're always at each other's throats. They don't have necessarily be, you know, couples or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it goes to Lenny and Carl. And he goes, oh, I'm not attracted to him. Oh, you wouldn't kiss me, would you? No, I wasn't. And then they fight. Mm. Although the Lenny That's and- not great, the, but screw it. The Lenny and Carl one was actually great. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the... yeah so I, I, I heard Jill died. Kelly, I think, was a prostitute. Was oh, yeah. What happened weird. with Jill and Kelly? That's how we used to kiss. Mm. With our, our respective, respective girlfriends. girlfriends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I don't know. So I think sometimes in the teen era, they sort of lean too heavily on the whole Lenny and Carl are they, aren't they thing. Mm. And 
Yeah. So it's good to get people that haven't seen a million episodes of The Simpsons because some of these jokes that, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of Very over, like, of... can actually, yeah, yeah. yeah, be good in a fresh set of eyes. I, I just really like the delivery of the line, so. Mm. Yeah, man, that's fair. It's all in delivery sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, especially Lenny. Lenny delivers good. So how about the wackiness? Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? No. No? I don't have any whack. I do have one. That's not how baseballs fall. Oh, yeah, when Homer's like, can you sign some baseballs for my son? And then he starts pouring out a sack and then just stacking up, like, vertically on top of each other. It's like, yeah. that's not how baseball physics works. I, I, was that just cheap? Or were they going for an effect there? Because I'm really not they sure. They just needed them to pile up a lot more than they naturally would, given the space, I think. so. But no, the physicality of it looked weird. Like, it looked off. Well, because they weren't rolling, they were just appearing. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah. They'd disappear into the pile of balls and then... Now, I not be may not be a baseball-playing man. However, <laughs> I do understand how balls work. And bases. And <laughs> gravity. And I am not going to edit that into something. That... Nope, nope. I've made my bed. Now I'm going to balls in it. <laughs> You're just doing my job for me now. <laughs> the other bit of whacking is just the tedious jokes, like the baseball thing, which just went on way too long, was the Marge's crossed arms and Homer's trying to pry them. Yeah. Oh, my God. It just went on I like the idea so that just, long. Yeah, it's, it's like the fourth bite of the apple. There was yeah. a little bit of wackiness in there with just, what do you call him? A baseball narrator? <laughs> uh, commentator. Uh, commentator. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of wacky lines in there mm-hmm. and kind of a lot of throwaway stuff. Like America's reputation on the world stage. It's out of here. <laughs> and this was during President Bush second. Ah. <laughs> uh. America. <laughs> and I actually did like the commentator's other line. For those keeping score at home, you are really sad. And I, <laughs> Your loneliness saddens me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And there was another sort of wacky thing where I liked the joke initially, but I thought they took it a step too far, which was when Homer was disappointed at Buck and he's like, Bart, hand me that sack of batteries. <laughs> yeah, I like the bit, but then he's like, D-cell, CA, blah, 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 cordless drill, like yelling them as he throws them. It was just a sack of batteries was funny. Yeah. A drill is not a battery. I know. I know. That's just, just wrong. It was a tool. Yeah, like, as far as wacky, cartoony things, like... Oh, wait, wait, I just found one. Grandpa, in 1942, was on the Women's League. Yeah, the, yeah, and again, another mixed bag of jokes where I'm not sure exactly where I land on it. I generally like pretty positive. It was just... Yeah. This is a quick visual reference to League of Their Own as well. Oh, um, right. With their uniforms, but just yeah. Grandpa doing things. Well, yeah, I mean, I like the excuse that it was to dodge the war, and then that sort of explains why Jasper was going for it as well. I thought he was looking banging as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jasper always has it going on. (laughs) So, yeah, Grandpa cross-dressing playlist as well. Yeah. (laughs) And the blimp crashing, the final big moment of the episode Uh, with the uh, uh, blimp crashing down, and they realize their love, and there's three duff men. Yeah. So much, so fast, none of it. Like, the blimp crashes, and Buck's like, oh no, my wife was in there. It's like, why would you think that? It's just a message on a blimp. She doesn't have to be in the blimp for the message to appear. <laughs> you know how communication works? He's dumb. Yeah, yeah but, like, dumb. Yeah, that, uh, oh, Buck, no wonder you're losing games. Why did they hire you on the team? Because <laughs> he's got big arms. Big you arms. Know, so those big arms? <laughs> big Buck arms. Also, <laughs> Kent Brockman said, like, steroids steroids there was was a really weird pronunciation in there it wasn't like steroids it was like (laughs) stars that's like how yeah former president george w bush used to pronounce terrorism 
It's like a three-syllable word. He turned into one. Yeah, it's just a lot of R's. Tourism. Tourism. Yeah. Stirrods. And Strav. So how about the heart of this episode? An episode of Marge and Homer repairing a couple's marriage. How did we like the heart? No. <laughs> I don't know why they were bothering. And I mm. guess they're trying to set up something with Marge being like, you know, delusional about Homer and, you know, he's worth the effort and all this stuff. But... Yeah, none of Homer's actions are really making you think that... <laughs> well, they kind of fight, but not for any real reason. She's like, oh, the only person you should be giving chicken grease neck rubs is to me, except I hate them. It's like, so are you angry at him right now? Or are you angry about the... Like, it's, you obviously yeah. knew it wasn't anything. I don't know. It was blah. Yeah. She, she seemed angry that he wasn't taking the marriage counselling they were giving seriously. Yeah. Like, Even though he was, he was just taking it much too seriously. Yeah. So he had his little um, bonsai tree and everything. I see, there's stuff like that that I liked, but then the, oh, now I've got my 10 o'clock. Uh, here's a six pack, drink at 10. It's, uh, mm. it's so dumb. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the problem is just, it's just not grounded in anything. Like, the bonsai tree had more grounding than this. <laughs> you know, what, I'm going to say that's going to be my main problem. This one is they don't know which version of Homer they want. Yeah. So he's either taking the marriage counseling too seriously, but then he's not paying any attention to it and doing the, oh, no, my 10 o'clock is here and it's a bunch of beers. Or he's, you know, saying that any man would fantasize about you while having sex with their Marge. And then also is completely naive to her advances in her dressing room. And it's yeah. like, which version? And they kind of lean into that where she's laughing at all his jokes and, you know, all that kind of thing. You think, okay, there's going to be some temptation there. But then they don't do that either. It's like, what version of this character do you want? And stick with it. Mm. Yeah. Like, especially since um, Tabitha was mm. so Mindy-esque. Yeah. Like, she's eating mm. a bucket of chicken after a show. He would love that. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to be that a temptation, be that. But it's not. Yeah, that's a really good point, Mindy-esque. And especially, um, do you guys know who the guest voice of Tabitha was? Amelia Clark. Meryl Streep. <laughs> no, it kind of sounds like Mindy. Meryl. <laughs> no, <laughs> it was Mandy Moore. Ah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's over my head. It's not, like, yeah, it's not like I know what her voice sounds like, so. Well, I mean, I thought she did a decent yeah. job. and Again, not a lot of heavy lifting to do, but, you know, did fine with what she had. Not a lot to lift. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it just sucks for her that a character... Are, yeah? Sorry, I just said the same thing. Not, not a lot of heavy lifting to do. I thought it worked. Not a lot to lift. <laughs> <laughs> yes, light lifting is not a lot to lift. Well, I know, I thought it worked. Because I was like, oh, she doesn't get any heavy scenes. You're like, she barely has scenes at all. <laughs> I was fine with it until you cracked. <laughs> it works. Yeah, we'll keep it in there. <laughs> but yeah, I thought, like, the acting, she didn't have much to do, but the singing stuff was great. She sold Troubleistic, and that would look like garbage on paper. Yeah, and I do like that she sort of finished it with, and the home of the brave. And like, mm -hmm. I thought that was a nice little capper on that. and The land of Troubleistic and the home <laughs> of the brave. <laughs> and you're not really rooting for this couple either. Like, nope. <laughs> the, Yeah, she flat out says, like, her first non-singing line is, I'm unhappy with this mismatched marriage. And it's like, okay, well, that's a good point to, like, separate then. And then at the end, she's like, Buck, I love you anyway. You're like, Do you? Yeah, there's just nothing like, I don't know why Homer and Marge are together at this, let alone those two. <laughs> and there's the bit in the like the first counselling session where he, she's like, oh, you something, something, Homer, and grabs his leg. And it's like, 
we know Homer recognizes what advances are. Yeah. And also, are we meant to sympathize with Tabitha well, in any thing, way? Because it's like she's clearly going for it almost immediately. And it's, yeah. But then it's not a plot point. And it's like the only kind of reason to have her mildly attracted to Homer is to have that fake out where she's getting the chicken grease neck rub. Mm. And then that doesn't even really do anything other than they stop seeing them as marriage counselors. Yeah, this episode really doesn't know what it wants to do. Yes. And, like, so many of these things just sort of lack proper function. Like, when Bart, they just randomly cut to Bart and Lisa playing tetherball at the school. Oh, Oh. why are Marge and Homer giving marriage counselling? You can hear them arguing now. And, yeah, they're all the school away and Homer just yells, Why can't a monkey mow our lawns for us? And it's just, why is this scene here? Yeah. Ah, fucking dumb. Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Eh, in parts. I think it feels like multiple versions of Homer smashed together, and yeah. that's a problem. And nothing, there's not really a lot of character for anyone else to do or do anything with. So, yeah. uh, Hunch feels like he belongs in The Simpsons. Yeah, that surprised is, we've never mm, seen him again. That is such a Simpsons TV joke. Yeah. Yeah. Just because he had all those detective shows with a, he's actually a hypochondriac. He's actually pretending to be a psychic. You think, he just has hunches. Yeah. Would have actually been a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially at that time, because yeah, I'm assuming this is like Monk or something that they're like directly parodying. But mm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the characters, yeah, we've got this yeah scattershot version of Homer. I don't really buy Marge's intentions either. And I don't know, the show as a whole just feels too confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Homer into the Homerverse. Yeah, for, for real. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Halloween episode coming up. <laughs> All right, let's take this from the beginning. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, I want to watch that movie again now. Can we do that instead of the classic? Oh, wait, no, the classic episode's pretty I was about good. to say it's the classic. Don't give us the average ones and then cut out the good one. <laughs> I could go back home. I've got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it on iTunes as well. Like, anyway... Enough about Spider-Verse. We're doing The Simpsons. Yes or no, would you watch this one again? I mean, if it's on, maybe. Probably not. I, I feel like I'd less so than the previous episode. Yeah. No, I'm oh, avoiding less this. less so at, than that one, yeah. I'm avoiding this at all costs. It might trick me. You know, if it's just playing and I see Hunch and I'm like, <laughs> what else happens? And then the second they go to the baseball game, oh, fuck, run. <laughs> BT, what would you change? I've already said it. Just figure out what they want and stick to it. Because any one is a fine enough plot. It's just... Jumping sporadically between them gives us no cohesion between the episodes. Yep. Uh, Tom, anything you'd like to change? Just make the characters sympathetic. You don't have to make yeah. them likable. Just yeah. make them sympathetic. Like, give them a couple of lines here and there that actually explain their human beings and not just annoyances. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as for what I'd change, I'd have Homer and Marge like actually have two different methods with counselling. Like, mm-hmm. I think I almost hit on it there where Homer's just, you know, playing it by the seat of his uh, blue pants and Marge is consulting books. You know, she's trying to go through a learned method and, you know, consulting with, with texts and sort of things yeah. and Homer's just winging it. And I think there is something to say about those two characters yeah. making it work with those two approaches and I think there's something really clever you can do with that because especially we do see Tabitha and Bucket from two completely different worlds yep. and they can see that in Homer and Marge as well yeah ding 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 better episode <laughs> 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 
Charge! Hey. And the other guest star of this episode was Stacey Keach, returning as Howard K. Duff, the owner of the Duff Corporation and oh, the stadium, right. apparently. Yeah. Stacey Keach is um, that guy that does a grizzled voice in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our main touch point with him is that episode of 30 Rock where he's spruiking Couchtown couches. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. What's wrong with co- this country? People used to be tough. Bubblegum yeah. used to cut your mouth open. <laughs> yeah. It's a good bit. Yeah. Stacey Keach, great character actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here, BT. Any other notes? Oh, there's a good line from Mo. He's like, hey, Buck, how's it feel to know your wife's turning on a creep like me? Weird, I bet. Yep. I really loved that. But then when yep. later in the episode, Mo appears in the Simpsons house. And he's all like, hey, remember me? I'm the creepy guy. Well, there are a lot of creepy guys. I remembered you. Eh, no. Remember on. when we made a good joke earlier in the episode and then we ruined it now later? We're fuck it up. Marge is dustbustering the vacuum. That is yeah. fucking awesome. <laughs> was she cleaning the spray bottles in this episode or the last episode? I literally couldn't I th- remember either. Yeah, it was the last one because that's when she gets the treasure hunt. That's so, what rolls uh, out in yeah. playlist. Marge yep. cleaning, cleaning <laughs> implements <laughs> playlist. Yep. Beautiful. I like it. I'm uh, going to go to a down note, which is when Tabitha's all like, oh, I split up with Buck. What? No, no. What? What? Oh, no. Yeah. What? No. So no, great. What? No, I hated that. Why? <laughs> it went on and on oh, and God, on. I loved, I loved it because I'm just imagining voice actor there in the booth being like, okay, give me 12 different Marge reactions. Okay. <laughs> and they just used the entire thing. Just... That kind of explains it, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. We want to say what or no? Both. Now say them again. Yeah. <laughs> now do it a million times. Again and again. And again and again and again. <laughs> and then what my last note is going to be the last line of this episode, which was just like, what, where it's all, uh, isn't love grand, Tito? Oh, no, my mother's been kidnapped by bandits. Like, who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Just, yeah, wacky late edition plot point out and cut in the episode. What the fuck? <laughs> Was it, like, uh, is that supposed to be the grounding point? Like, nah, maybe really? Hunch is going to go, like, find his mum? I would like to watch that. Yeah. He just goes down and is like, that guy. Uh, <laughs> something about the way he walks. And he points to Buck. And then that's the episode wrap. Ooh, bah, bah, bah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> How about you, Tom? Any other notes? Yeah, I re- really baseball sack animation bothered me more than it should have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm with you on that one. We've man. already talked about it, but ah. Uh. <laughs> We used to call sushi Liberty Logs. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not heard, heard of it. Heard of it. <laughs> uh, oh, love grandpa nonsense. Yep. Surprised that didn't happen during the age of Freedom Fries. <laughs> Freedom Fries and Liberty Logs. Mm. <laughs> man, I could go play to Liberty Logs right now. And some freedom fries. Yeah. You ever gotten one of those uh, Liberty Log with freedom fries in it? Oh, so good. No, but I want it now. <laughs> I don't think that's ever been a thing. S- sushi with fries in it? Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, oh, God, the Cali burrito with yes. fries yeah. in it. Just amazing. Not, mm. not sure about sushi. No. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll never know till we try. If you put, like, the chips inside the sushi roll while mm. it was still frozen and then yeah. deep-fried the whole Ooh, thing... That gets... Deep-fried rice, how that's, how's that going to work out? I don't know. <sighs> oh, and you do it in the tempura batter, you know, because sushi. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, tempura, tempura battered fries, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Kali sushi. 
This yeah. is great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Patent bending, patent bending, patent bending. Time for my final <laughs> notes. Homer's extended thing about we'll buy the tickets and then we'll sell them to the scalper. Again, fucking wasting time here. Marge, I don't even remember the context, randomly pulls up a magazine and it says Krusty's last days on it. She's talking about how she hasn't heard about anything about Bucks and Tabitha's marriage yeah. being on the rocks. Not even in this magazine I'm reading. Like, yeah, and, it, and Krusty's picture was from Lisa's wedding. It was yeah. just an odd choice. Uh, Jerk-ass Homer moment of him uh, uh, taking Lisa's spelling certificate and writing counsellor on it. If they wanted Jerk-ass Homer, then stick to Jerk-ass Homer. Maybe it'd be more satisfying if they were playing into the whole Homer's trying to appear like a professional counsellor. Like yeah. I'm actually getting a lot of throwbacks to secrets of a successful marriage in this one when Homer's being the, the marriage counsellor, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just not as good. Not as good at all. Oh, uh, one background... Joke I did like during Tabitha's, yeah, her sexy wedding thing was uh, the signs that was like monogamy, health benefits. <laughs> Not yep. bad. Uh, then your spouse can't testify against you. <laughs> At visitation. <laughs> Inheritance. Homer's chicken greasy neck rub. He goes, oh, I need to use protection. And then he's wearing a bib. Yeah. Um, Mo's using a sticker to hold in his hernia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> American healthcare system, man. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> if only he was married, he'd get health benefits. Health <laughs> benefits. <laughs> and my spouse. final note is a really tasteless line is just like, like Lou Gehrig, you deserve to die. That's just so fucked up. <laughs> I can't believe they made that joke, honestly. It's just does nothing. So distasteful and shit. Let's rank this thing. Tom. Participant. Yep. Unhappy. Unhappy mm. time. Not quite a failure? Not quite a failure, because the opening, yeah. like, five minutes... Yeah, has some fun in it. ...pushes me through enough that I could rewatch that bit again on YouTube mm-hmm. <laughs> while at work. The best of Hunch. Yeah. <laughs> could be a quick show, that Hunch. Yep. How about you, BT? Yeah, participant as well. I don't hate anything too much about it. It all just kind of glides by, and it's there, and then it's not anymore. Yeah, oh man, I'm stuck. Um, Search your feelings. Yeah, you make a good point. Like, I, I, I laughed enough to bump it up from failure, but yeah, I really, really hate the back end of this episode. Mm. Like, there's enough in there that just pushes me up. But like the last one, it's only just getting a hair above where it probably should be ranking. All right, well, unanimous participant. Uh, and and this will be the fifth episode from season 17 to get a unanimous <laughs> participant. <laughs> yeah, oh, 17 nice. is not a good season. Unanimous. Uh, nice. It'll also be joining The Girl Who Slept Too Little, where mm-hmm. Simpsons move next... Uh, no, wait, a cemetery move next to them. Yeah. See Homer run with the safety salamander. Mm, yep, that's the one that happened. Yeah, Homer dresses up in a salamander costume and he becomes school mayor or something. He's like I don't know. about safety at the school, but then somehow he's part of the mayoral election. I what? Just, oh, yeah. and then he does, uh, he poops out baseballs. Uh, anyway. They're like for salamander eggs, that really needs a uh, Does context. he poop them out in a weird, <laughs> slowly building tesseract triangle thing. he does it as a crowd pleasing move to get the crowd on Again, side during the debate while dressed as a salamander this is important yeah <laughs> otherwise he's just pooping baseballs <laughs> uh my fair laddie the groundskeeper willie musical yep, yep. <laughs> these are things that happened yep. and also the wettest stories ever told which we reviewed in our vignettes of vignettes part two with jack from worst episode ever all nautical themed ones which yeah 
It was just bleh. Mm. Yeah, all right. Let's dig ourselves out of the participant trenches and hopefully find something good. Let's go watch Saturdays of Thunder from season three. All right, dig up, stupid. Yeah. I don't know which one this is. I'm excited. No idea from the title. Saturdays of Thunder. What happens with thunder on a Saturday? Don't remember an early episode where there was a little bit of thunder on a Saturday? Obviously not. (laughs) Because otherwise that would have clued me in. Yep. All All right. right, let's find out. And we are back and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening. This was Season 3, Episode 9, Saturdays of Thunder. First released in November of 1991. It was directed by Jim Reardon, written by Ken Levine and David Isaacs. In this episode, it's the Soapbox Derby Racer one. Guys, what did we think? It's fun. It's Hmm. great. Oh, isn't this just a warm hug on this winter's night? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) That is, yes. It feels very warm to me, this episode. Reminds me of uh, watching Simpsons <laughs> in a warm house. <laughs> yep. Being warm. Mm. Didn't all these characters look like they were warm? Yeah. They did look like they were warm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the Simpsons color palette in this era, it's like it does have a different... It's like their equivalent of sepia tone, like especially mm. coming from the HD ones where... If yeah. it's so crisp and sharp. Yeah, this one's got like a yeah, nice warmness to it. Anyway, uh, let's get into the questionnaire. BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? I really like, as we've discussed before, when we open and the Simpsons are just watching TV. Yep. Watching people watching TV is amazing. And now we have, I can't believe they invented it. I can't believe they invented it, playlist. The Jet Walker. <laughs> <laughs> And Mr. Sugar Cube as well. <laughs> and I love the reveal that, yeah, not only has Homer got one, yep. but his sugar cubes look so crappy. Compared like, to the one on TV. Yeah. yeah. And he still uses tongs to put it in his drink, which is very <laughs> civilized. What is he, a Neanderthal? No. <laughs> and this is where we have Spiffy, and <laughs> enough to clean a thousand tombstones. Yep. <laughs> yeah, looking at the tombstone of Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> well, I guess we'll just have to throw it out. <laughs> oh, there's so much good in the se- opening segment. What the Raven? What? What a shine. <laughs> so infomercially as well. Like, yeah. I mean, we were talking about in the other episode, yeah, just infomercials of a bygone era. And especially this where it's got like the initial price reveal, thirty nine ninety five. Boom. But how can I possibly make it cheaper than thirty nine ninety five? Find a way. <laughs> Find a way. Again, classic Phil Hartman as Troy McClure. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I Amazing. must not forget. I'll throw in an applicator glove and this jello mold of Kansas. Yeah. Uh, that, I'm assuming, is the state of America, which is just a complete square and just, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Editing by Elliot J. Here to say that Kansas is actually a rectangle with just, like, this tiny bite taken out of the top right-hand corner, which to me actually makes the joke funnier because I choose to interpret it that there might have been, like, this factory defect rectangular jello mold that they're trying to pass off as well it looks like kansas but there are two perfectly rectangular states in the usa in colorado and wyoming anyway geography lesson over back to the show Ah, this whole opening section uh, amazing stuff and i do like as well that one of the products they had was the foam dome which then comes back later in the episode yeah because homer obviously bought one off the tv yeah it didn't need to happen so good it was there Tom, how about you? For better or worse, what's something that stands out to you about this episode? Oh, man. It's just generally, it's it's very wholesome. It's not 
I'm not going to say it's like a super duper insane tugs the heartstrings one, mm. but there's a lot of really nice in it. Like, yeah, Homer, mm. that's nice. Trying, <laughs> trying real hard to be a good father, and like the cats in the cradle playing <laughs> yes. on the phone <laughs> yeah. is like a, just a great moment. Yeah, there's the um, appropriate hold music playlist. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like in that Treehouse of Horror with the evil crusty dough. Yeah, or uh, everyone loves a clown. So why don't you? My home is in the mental institution, and it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so many playlists that this one fits in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, and especially like deep musical episodes. I think I really broke the bank with having this one. Like the episode ends with Wings Wind Bel- there. What's the song called? Wings Beneath My Wind. I fucked it up again. <laughs> By Matt Bidler. <laughs> yeah, Wind Beneath My Wings. Which, oh, that would come again later in the series when she sings it with Krusty. Yes. They pay for it once, they have it forever. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, no, Bat Midler. And the other song I wrote down, the song Watching Scotty Grow by Bobby Goldsboro, which I only know from this episode. Yep. <laughs> yep. What a handsome lad. That's my, my boy. boy. It's so, like... <laughs> wholesome. Yeah, very wholesome. You can have your TV and your nightclub, so I'm just going to stay at home with my boy. (laughs) With my boy. So, yeah, and especially contrasting with the last episode, this is such a redeemable Homer. Yeah, because I like that when he takes the quiz and finds out he's a bad father, he has a big breakdown about it. It's not a, ah, you know, he's fine. I don't need to do these things. He's been proven that, no, you're bad at this. And he's like, no! (laughs) And he's also fat. I'm a bad father. (laughs) I'm also fat. (laughs) So good. Actually, both the ad breaks ended with fat jokes as well. (laughs) I'll just sit here with little lightning, which the Simpsons built. I'll remember when I had a son. (laughs) To be fair, I think that was more the build quality of little lightning, less the weight of Homer. Porcano lost us. Yeah, true. But yeah, again, like, a perfect Perfect one-syllable line reading. Ow. <laughs> yeah, the disappointed Ow. Ow. Sad Ow. Yeah. Oh. Very good. Good act breaks in this one. Such good drama. And goodness, what do I say about this? Um. Well, yeah, the thing that stands out to me is actually the unique friendship of Bart and Martin in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that they went with Martin for this because they hadn't always been friends exactly they've been associates cohorts co-conspirators yeah not often friends but yeah this one yeah they'd sort of united over a common enemy in nelson who was pretty brutal in this episode he's pretty terrifying like him putting the cigarette out on his tongue (laughs) yeah also smoking yeah (laughs) it's an old episode Mm. yeah oh he's allowed to do that (laughs) there are so many oh the 90s (laughs) moments for me in this but yeah yeah the whole smoking and it's just hey you can't smoke on the topic. It's yeah. Very much harkens back to, yeah, the, the Nelson we see in Bart the General and things like that. Mm. Yeah, with his lackeys. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't have lackeys often. No, I, I, these might be the last appearance, like yeah. proper appearance of the lackeys. Yeah. Then they died. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, he did beat him up pretty brutally, according to the pictures at the end. Yes. But yeah, they give him a switchblade, and it didn't matter because he had a fucking whip anyway. <laughs> yeah, and he's somehow someone's like, "Hey, you can't smoke here," but he has whatever they call when they call it, you put blades on your tires. Yeah. <laughs> he's got them going. That's fine, apparently. Way to go, soapbox derby racing rules. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, and he's got a boy in the trunk. <laughs> also, I, I really love the character of, like, the adjudicator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The soapbox adjudicator person. 
Because he could could have been such a nothing character. He's yeah. just like, oh, no, I just want to get out of here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Homer's protesting the helmet. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure I have to send you the helmet. Look, if he doesn't want to wear a helmet, he's not going to. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever that was, good job, you. Yeah. Playcount. How many times have we seen this before tonight? Many. Many. So many. You've always got to win. <laughs> <laughs> yes, by one, it's not really an adjective, is it? <laughs> it's a so. <laughs> yes, I so win. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this is childhood to me. I mean, fuck yeah. it. It was released in 91. Some like... people built soapbox derby races with their fathers. We watched The Simpsons with our fathers in the other room. <laughs> That's <laughs> good times. Very true. <laughs> Cats in the cradle in a spoon. I wasn't alive. No. Oh, really? <laughs> Damn you kids. Not for another five years. My goodness, this is in the pre-Tom era. Yep. <laughs> the PTE, as they call it. Yeah. Wackiness. Was this a particularly wacky episode of The Simpsons? No, not really. I mean, there are elements, you know. The soap dog box. The losing my words tonight. The soapbox derby races were pretty wacky. Yeah, yeah. And let's not forget underwater parenting where they have a shark. For some reason. <laughs> and just the wood panelled van that they have. I never noticed that line before and I fucking loved it. So we'll send good. a wood panelled station wagon to pick you up immediately. It's just the thing that I'm loving about going back to these classic episodes is some of the like little mundane details. Mm. Like I find the newer ones like make such an effort to pack in as much like jokey jokes as possible and so much shit right at the forefront but yeah what a throwaway line we are sending a wood battle station wagon very far <laughs> but yeah can we yeah, go back to the shark tank as well <laughs> what underwater parenting it's like, like we're about what? to reach a breakthrough it's like, in what and why do you have a shark in there and then the oh god not again yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the fatherhood institute is like they've got some answering to do like and also their quiz is only four questions long i think that's not very a very comprehensive test no we, we, we would hope not <laughs> like i'm not even sure i have a hero so oh so your dad wouldn't have done well on that uh, does it count if i don't have one i know this wonderful instructional guide by bonnie tyler yeah <laughs> nice <laughs> Yeah, other wacky moments. So, oh, yeah, the soapbox derby racer. I like how Martin's car was a throw to a space shuttle and it was, like, burning. Um, yep, burning yeah. up on re-entry. Yeah. Oh, when Bart's riding it and the um, instrument panel just peels off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah, and Nelson's blades going into the side. Like, is this a throw a to yeah. Greece? Ben-Hur. Oh. Greece? <laughs> what happens in Greece? <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like Greece is a lot more brutal in your mind. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, Grease Lightning will attach blades to the wheels. Grease Lightning no. will murder some people. No, <laughs> the other car, not Grease Lightning, had the blades, and that's why they had to fix up Grease Lightning and sing a song to make the car better. <laughs> It's been a long time. But... <laughs> uh, ben Hur. Ben Hur is what it was going for. Ben with the, with the right. whip and the blades and the. Also, yeah. like when the bits are coming off the car and Nelson's just chewing them, is that also in Ben Hur? Sure. <laughs> so wait, what's happening? How? So it's chariot. It's a chariot right? race. Yeah. It, yeah. Is the blades digging into the horses? This, this, or this the other chariot. the other wheels. Oh right, yeah, okay. You know the non-horse part of a chariot. <laughs> it's a, you got horse your part. horse, yeah. and then you got your not horse, <laughs> and your not horse has to have a wheel because it's not a horse. But right. then the bit in the middle is made of leather, so that bit's made of cow. Yeah. So you've got horse cow 
non-horse. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Chariot Talk on uh, The Simpsons Index. <laughs> da, 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 NPR da. Public Radio. Yeah. Welcome back to Penn Calloway Talks About Things American. Da, 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 da. Any other wackiness you want to mention? I mean, Martin's car bursts into flame despite being just cardboard. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and classic uh, firefighters going for the not person in yeah. the sitch scenario. <laughs> that was a valuable soapbox racer, and they <laughs> saved it. Yeah. Martin was broken. He's done for. The <laughs> racer can be saved. This twisted wrecker, see before you or whatever. Actually, Martin, like he's like a living thesaurus. Save your palliative cliches for the other stooges or whatever, Doc. God, oh, yeah. I can't even words, and yeah, that yeah. kid's like showing me up. Yeah, he's like a prototype Mel. <laughs> <laughs> For real. With all the Shakespearean accent. Mm. Bit of wackiness. Homer is wearing a belt when he's watching TV. I don't think I've seen Homer <laughs> in a belt before. That's weird. Interesting. It's like when, you know, he only wears a watch when the scene is going to require it, but he never required to wear a belt here. He so, was just wearing a belt. Mm, same with that green jumper he would be wearing. Mm. He would, he, it only existed so he could roll up his sleeve. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he just wears the belt with the singlet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it must be, but then who does that? It's his Saturday wear. Do you at home wear only uh, belts with singlets? <laughs> right in. <laughs> uh, today on NPR, we're looking at people who wear belts and singlets <gasps> as a fascinating subgenre of American culture. <laughs> Bart, you can't well with a flame that low. Stupid kid. Yeah, so coming into the whole, oh yeah, that's right, this is the 90s, just how much the kids are left alone in this episode. Like, yeah. It only seems wacky now, but back then, you know. Right, yeah, right. I did see a great post, which is like, me as a parent today, okay, well, take your cell phone with you, make sure it's fully charged, I want you to call in every 10, 15 minutes. Me when I was a kid, mom, I'm going to the quarry to throw rocks with the guys. Yeah. Be back by supper. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was talking to my mom and brothers about it over lunch today, like, on Saturdays, me and my neighbour, we'd just go down to our local creek and, like, not tell either of our parents and not like we were trying to hide anything it's just yeah. it was saturday we're gonna go play <laughs> yeah we're going down the creek boys maybe poke a dead body <laughs> i mean yeah we used to play in this rusted old car that was down there it was just yeah i used to play in the bear trap factory it was good fun. <laughs> i didn't i didn't play in a rusted old car until i was an adult <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to pay like insurance for it not even that. I just found an old one. It was no. great. That was a great time. Yeah. Never got that as a kid. No, that, kids need rusted cars to play it. Yeah. You got to get over tetanus early. It's, yeah. like, it's chicken like pox. It's Nissan cubes and things, and they're just not mm. the same. No. Yeah. <laughs> These new cars don't rust like the old cars. That's true. These Priuses, they're all electric. <laughs> even the plastic on them is electric now. <laughs> Thank you very much, Al Gore. <laughs> Yeah, But yeah, and poor Maggie in this episode just, I don't know how long she was hanging on that what remains of the gymboree. <laughs> Although uh, I do like, by implication, all these things collapsed just as Homer was mentioning them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I wrote down exactly that. It's like, oh, the cutaways are actually happening in real time. Yeah, because there's the sound of the birdhouse collapsing before we cut to it, and then mm. when the gymboree collapses, Homer goes, what was that? Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the spice rack. Nice little, again, nice little throwback to yep. a, a previous episode itchy and scratchy and marge i believe mm. yes but how about the heart of this episode oh man the whole driving martin's car thing oh man. and just all the parts of that as well when bart's like oh but my car i built it with my dad and he'll be crushed on the other hand yes mm. <laughs> like he gets it immediately <laughs> but dad you taught me to win i don't I... remember doing that <laughs> well i picked it up somewhere <laughs> 
And yeah, in that act break as well, it's a throwback to the whole reverse psychology thing that he picks up earlier in the episode, you know. No, go on, go on, go win without your dad, you know. Oh, yeah. it's so, oh. <laughs> and my heart goes. Turning over on the couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the score swells. Oh, sitting on the couch, watching TV, drinking a beer. I've never seen him like that. <laughs> but he's facing the wrong way. Yes. Yeah, just like Andy Cap. I gotta say, that was pretty heartbreaking. Like, Marge called him a bad father in that moment. That yeah. was pretty fucking heavy, Marge. So he mm. swings from, like, having a breakdown about it when he finds out the first time to yeah. just being like, leave me alone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sulking. I do like the line there, I'm not pouting. You're pouting. <laughs> it's gone from denial to acceptance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, really. I did think it was weird that the fatherhood thing was magnet on the fridge, but whatever. It needed to be their plot thing. But when Homer does realise when he does the questionnaire again and he's doing it, and he's like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Well, there's a problem because there's a small John Zanokara. In which the questions aren't in the same order. Oh, aren't they? No. Because uh, the first wow. one, he, first one he reads off is, "What's your son's hobby?" That was the last question when Marge gave him the, the quiz. Oh yeah. And uh, he skipped name another parent you talk about father parenting with. That was like third question the first time, and right. it was at, at the end this time. So, oh, they thought we wouldn't notice. We noticed. <laughs> Nineteen years in the past. <laughs> that that's nearly thirty. All right. Well, I forgot <laughs> what season this was, and I would appreciate it if everyone just cut me some slack. <laughs> <laughs> Never. But, oh, but I'm not done. There's oh, you have more one. anal corners. Indeed, they're more in the garage. But there's steps behind Homer in almost every frame going to where? They're oh. in the garage. They're not in the basement. Slightly further up in the garage. <laughs> I guess. Like, at first I thought, okay, maybe it's just that's how the, you know, shelves are stacked out. No, it's definitely steps. You can see, like, a door and everything. Oh. Well, yeah, they hadn't cemented the geography of the house at this point. Or clearly. ever, really. Yeah, true. <laughs> like that other lounge room that's there, but sometimes isn't. I mean, to be fair, we have one of those. Yeah. I mean, you know, ask your architect about it. <laughs> Were there any other anal corners? No, that was all my anal corners! Because the episode had a Lisa's anal corner. Lisa's anal, huh? Where she yeah, wants to get a tetanus booster and she says, maybe I'm being a bit anal and it's... Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe it's just one of those things like the word gay where it may, used to just be more commonplace to mean the we other thing. We all knew she meant alien retentive, you perv. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just so weird to hear it these days when I don't think a script would have an eight-year-old saying anal. I mean, if that script was written by scholars and not perverts, then sure it would. Yeah, Ken Levine and David Isaacs. <laughs> Anyway, back to the heart. Why are you giving them <laughs> shit for them not using the pervy version? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, anything else to say about the heart of this episode? Just that McBain episode really gets you right, right <laughs> marker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Scoey's all like, my little girl's graduating from college, you got two days left to retirement, <laughs> and then I'm going to sail around the world on my boat that's called Live Forever. <laughs> that is so fucking perfect. Like, yeah, two days before retirement playlist yeah. as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> And just the whole, uh, ah, damn, I'm not going to make it. Oh, stop talking crazy. <laughs> Gets shot like six times. Yeah, it's so heavy-handed, but in the most perfect action movie sort of way. Yeah. That, that uh, actually did bring heart up for me. Uh, but just because I have really fond memories of, A, everything Arnie's ever been in, yep. mm-hmm. and watching McBain. Yeah. So good. He's, he's always been a favourite bit of the show for me. So. Oh, for sure. Especially these early ones where they're so damn good. Yeah. Yeah. And they're doing almost direct parodies of these things. Yeah. Playing on the cliches like, yeah, the partner that's just about to <laughs> retire. Oh, just and give about it all to retire up. and his little girl's growing up. 
and he's about to sail around the world. Moving into the second phase of his life. Nope. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the scene where Scoey's getting shot up was definitely cut down for TV. Oh, yeah. I feel like, yeah. Because they do like multiple cuts from different angles again and again. And again and again. Uh, just to ham it up. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that was cut from syndication. Yeah. Which makes the line of stop talking so crazy. Like after all this tedious shooting, <laughs> he, he gets like shot like 12 times. And yeah, McBain fails to hit the guy out. And then shoots back with the revolver, which shoots like 20 times as well, yeah, which is cool. just great. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes, it did. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th- uh, this is laying the foundation of what the show would become. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not a huge joke factory, but it is, yeah, good story, heartfelt, all that stuff. Yeah. But yes or no, would you watch it again? Yes, I would, Kent. Yep. Yeah, we're going to watch it again, and we've already mentioned a bunch of playlists, but have we got more? Man, we already talked about Can't Believe They Invented This playlist, right? Yep, Can't Believe They Invented It, Troy McClure playlist. Mentions of Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, yep, yep, like this in the Treehouse of Horror. That, yep. He crops up every now and then. Also, like, unlikely Bart friendships. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah all the non-Millhouse Bart ones. Mm. Um, Wind Beneath My Playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Cats in My Playlist. <laughs> Do they use Cats in the Cradle again? Oh, yeah. Yes, and we have no bananas. bananas. <laughs> the Video Store playlist? Oh, yeah. They go a couple of times. Yeah. I still love that from Homer. Oh, how much did you hear? Everything. What's the quickest, cheapest, easiest way to do something with mm-hmm. you? Take us to the Video Store. Anything for my little girl. Oh, <laughs> you bad parent. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, football injury playlist. <laughs> Sorry, just to the uh, bad parent is a little... When Lisa's like, can we go get a tetanus shot? And he's like, oh, then we'll, I'll take you and I'll worry about you and then you'll go home with someone nice a car, won't you, Lisa? Is this how you get your kicks? <laughs> <laughs> and then her, her face in the background is just like a straight line. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's great. Oh, I love this playlist. Um, <laughs> the jokes that where they mention a year that seems in a far distant future but now has <laughs> passed where it's like credit card expiry date, 1989, 2012. Yeah. Mm. Oh, also haven't brought it up yet, but yeah, Bill Cosby playlist. Ah, yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dull. Yeah, hooray for this guy that's giving me good advice and is funny. <laughs> Cosby's first law of intergenerational perversity. <laughs> quote. Oh. End quote. Did they know? <laughs> well. The interesting thing is, in an episode later on in this very season, Dog of Death, which we reviewed way back when, they've got that bit where Homer keeps throwing books into the fire, like (laughs) Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, and Bill Cosby's fatherhood is in there. Mm -hmm. It does make me wonder if they maybe did know then. I'm going to say, total coincidence, and they're just like, it's just a throwback joke. Yeah. Throwing it in a fire. I'm glad um, they did now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't fault them for having a guest star would then turn into a monster. (laughs) Wow. And the star-craving dad, the Michael Jackson one, is in this season as well. (laughs) Oh, season three. (laughs) You meant well, season three. You just didn't know. None of us did. It was a more innocent time. We'd only bombed Iraq once. (laughs) Big oof. (laughs) Sorry. Big oof out. I'm in a weird mood today. BT, what would you change? Um, I'd cut the Bill Cosby bit. Yeah. Uh, no, this is a pretty... I mean, it's not a huge laugher, so maybe see if we can pull some more jokes in there. But again, it's not really the point. The heart is the point, And that's delivered beautifully. So no, I don't really want to change much. How about you, Tom? What would you like to change? 
just feel like the shark needed to be fleshed out more. Yeah. Where is that shark from? Is yeah. it essential to the experiment? <laughs> How uh, did he get in here? Does he have his own shark son in is there the as shark well? His, uh, is the boy his son? Is the shark the father? And oh, he's like trying to take the boy away yeah. from this imposter. Yeah. <laughs> Changeling Com- shark mood. Could be a complicated man, that shark. Honestly, I'm not a good enough writer, <laughs> not a good enough editor to fault this episode. I thought it was pretty baller. Yeah, that that's where I'm at. I'm not gonna say it's one of, like the most perfect episode by any stretch, but Jesus, like this is really amazingly written, and mm. the heart journey that we go on is so uh, very satisfying. Like, yeah, we're here. BT, any other notes? Indeed, Patty or Selma, I can't tell, is reading a magazine called Idle Chatter. Yeah, and the other one is reading Peephole, in, <laughs> but it's done in the people font. Like, yeah, very very good background yes. joke there. Uh, does he have any hobbies? Well, he likes chewing that phone cord. <laughs> he hasn't done that in years. Oh, again. Mwah. Like that whole scene where he's like, name his hero. Steve McQueen. That's your hero. <laughs> oh, and then when he's making up the name, uh, Hank. Hank Jones. <laughs> uh, and finally we have Bart being a bad winner. I really like that bit. It's like, I've never won before. I may never win again. Yeah. <laughs> nye, 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 nye. And then mm. Homer joins in. It's, it's very... It really just gets you. <laughs> I wish I'd mocked more people with my father. <laughs> and then the three-time winner, two-time winner, three-time winner, three-time winner, just being an, also a small child. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, of course, like a is. significantly <laughs> smaller child as well, like yeah. a jockey. Yeah, he's like, seeing you out there brought back a lot of old memories. <laughs> Thanks, Mister Beckham. Yeah, Bart's towering over him. It's yeah, that's a very good bit. Like especially because Bart's been he referenced him like five times in the episode as well. Yep built him up into this big thing and even like the camera did that thing where he's like here comes ronnie beck and then pans down quickly because of course it is yeah mm. <laughs> how about you tom any other notes i'm just talking just before we started recording about like have they done many anime references but i'm 90 percent sure in the very last race mm. that the way they were doing that it seemed so much like a speed racer reference when there was like just white lines crossing the frame the two of them moving in and out and that very very like Japanese anime style animation way mm-hmm. of showing speed, and yeah. I, I just thought it was really funky. And if they ever do an Attack on Titan <laughs> Simpsons reference, I'm down for that. I would watch that episode, yeah, even if it was made next year <laughs> in season 31. Well, honestly, I'm surprised that they haven't like done more anime stuff in like Treehouse of Horrors and stuff. Like they've done like the Japanese seizure robots or whatever. <laughs> but but there's a deep well to draw from. It really so is. Much. Yeah. Also, just name a voice actor that hasn't worked on dubbing anime yeah. at some point. Yeah, for real. So half the cast would be into it, surely. Mm. You would think, but man. All right, it's time for my final notes, and yeah, we're pretty thorough with this. There's not many. Who's that working uh, with the power tools in the garage? Mm, Some some guy. guy. (laughs) Football's greatest injuries. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Some reason I remembered this being funnier. I was like, wrote down, I put right down the title, like, get ready for it. And there was just that, the galloping gazelle who gets, (laughs) like, Yeah, but he gets, like, grabbed by the face. It's amazing. It's brutal. I think there's another, like, sports injuries montage that Homer's watching at some point. I think I was thinking of that one, yeah. Yeah. 
Listen to this quote by Henry Winkler. <laughs> May not always have my cool like the Fonz, but spending time with my kids give me happy days. Such a fucking soundbitey crappy. Because like, he said it to a close personal friend. Yeah. Wasn't at all said to a reporter after being written. Uh, where's your loser mobile? <laughs> it's over there. I think I might, yeah, next custom number plate. Loser mobile. Yeah. <laughs> not little lightning. Oh, that's a good one too. I'll get that for my soapbox derby racer. <laughs> I have Florida here. I'm pretty sure it was a good joke, but I can't remember it. Oh, no, I know what you're doing. When Martin's in the hospital bed, this monster you see before me, I'm not a state, I'm a monster. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Martin uh, being a monster playlist. <laughs> just the word monster playlist. Yeah. No, but you did get me there though, because the um soapbox adjudicator guy, he goes, ugh, you know, you're not meant to let your father help you, but you should at least <laughs> consult him. That's what it reminded me of, yeah. Lisa's costume, where he's yep. like, two kids who had obviously no help from their parents. <laughs> I'm Idaho. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. Um, <laughs> I love how Martin is so reasoned and fair towards home. Look, you have every right to be mad, but your son, your son loves you and Noma's like, bah! <laughs> he gave him the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Um, when Barney's I've heard getting... those can't be cured, so once you've got the heebie-jeebies, <laughs> they stay with you forever. Uh, heebie-jeebies, the second biggest cause of death in the world after cooties. Mm. <laughs> and I love Martin undercutting the big, nice moment at the end, going, you know, the driver is just essentially ballast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I built the damn and thing. And they all just, like, look around for a second, then, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time to rank this thing, P.T. Uh, I am going to go with a gold. It is a great story. There are some great jokes, but it's not the great laugh factory. And yeah, it's fun, but it's not cubic zirconia ranking. But gold is a good ranking. Why am I defending gold? I don't need to. It's already good. Elliot. Yeah. No, I mean, gold and cubic are pretty much two sides of the same coin. And for whatever reason, it's just I'm feeling gold on this one. I think it's amazing. It's a big warm hug and it's still excellent. Tom. I'm really tempted to just say something higher or lower, just to be contrary. But no, I I agree. Yet again, we yeah. are unanimous. Yeah, are uh, we, were we uh, were we unanimous all, across all three for this we, one? Yeah, this has been a completely unanimous episode. Hey, yeah, turns out to be a rarity, actually. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. that's why I bring it up. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that will equal a unanimous gold then, and this will be the fourth episode from season three to be dubbed unanimous gold. It'll also be joining Bart the Lover where Bart He's pretends to be Woodrow Wilson and <laughs> lure in Edna Karapopol and all that. That was actually the first episode of The Simpsons we reviewed on the first podcast. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because we didn't used to go HD. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah We wow. used to start so with the, the classic. that was the first first. That's crazy. Yeah, Bart the Lover the first and it was a gold. Good episode. Very good episode. Excellent, in fact. Uh, separate vocations when Bart becomes the whole monitor and Lisa becomes the rebellious. Yeah. You know, and also, Bart's friend falls in love with Samantha Stanky. <laughs> Stanky. Mm. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, that about does it for the Simpsons Index for this evening. But, you know, before we get out of here, we'd just like to quickly recommend some things that we've been into lately. Books, TV, music, video games, uh, other entertainment things, streaming services and YouTube channels and podcasts. I'm trying to think of other things that you entertain yourself with. Shiny pennies? Yeah. 
<laughs> How's your coin collection going, Peach? I ate it. You ate it? I don't know. <laughs> You're collecting chocolate coins. <laughs> there weren't shiny pennies before. They're shiny pennies now. Bang, <laughs> you. <laughs> BT, what are you into? Oh, man, I haven't really been getting into anything lately. At least nothing that really stands out. But um, Good Omens starts tomorrow, and that's a good <gasps> book. And I'm looking forward to see what they do with the series, because David Tennant is it, and Martin Sheen, and both those guys are good in other things. Fucking excellent casting. Yeah, there's also, coming to Stan, there's also Catch-22, and that was one of my favourite books, so I'm curious how that's going to translate. I've also not read it for about 20 years. I've heard very good things. That's George Clooney, right? Yeah. George Clooney's. Yep, George Clooney's. <laughs> On a slightly more sombre note, just as like a massive Terry Pratchett fan, yeah. at the premiere, they reserved a seat for him, oh, and it had his, his hat Aww. in it. Aww. <laughs> I was reading a status update from Amanda Palmer that was talking about how Neil Gaiman almost missed the premiere because he insisted that he had to be wearing a bow tie towards it. But neither he nor Amanda Palmer nor his assistant nor about three other people knew how to tie one. <laughs> and even like following along with a YouTube tutorial, they couldn't work it out. And when they arrived at the premiere, someone at a neighbouring, like either a hairdresser or a costume shop did know... Uh -huh. And then Neil made it, and it was a great show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah, hype for things you haven't seen then. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm hoping it's good. It's got a good cast. It's a good book. It'd be interesting to see that come together. Uh, don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, well, because they did American Gods. That was the other one that, that yeah. Neil Gaiman, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's our two seasons. The second season is very much spinning its wheels. Uh, yeah. All right. Tom, what do you mean into? So I've got a couple of things. Uh, yeah. Basically, you read the other day, uh, if, you've, if you're into 80s games, if you're into 80s music, if you're into 80s general pop culture, fiction, fantasy, do yourself a favor and read Ready Player One. I haven't seen the movie, mm -hmm. but oh my God, the book is amazing. Yep. I, I devoured it over the course of about like maybe three days and... Didn't sleep for one of the nights. Uh, <laughs> All right. Read um, at work a whole bunch, listening to the music the entire time as well, going along with it. It's bloody fantastic. Yeah, I, I have very polarizing ideas on the book. I've never actually read it myself. Okay. But I've heard some people really attack it, and other people really love it. So, well, I've heard that it's better at dealing with the pop culture stuff than the movie is, and I have only seen the movie and not read the book, so... I'd actually be very interested to check out the book because of that. So, But yeah, you had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, very, very fun. Mm -hmm. Solid sci-fi fantasy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, cool. And if you enjoyed BoJack Horseman, but would mm -hmm. like a slightly lighter alternative, the animators of that show also worked on Tuka and Birdie yep. recently mm -hmm. on Netflix. Brilliant, brilliant female characters. Fantastic plot line. Just, oh, it's fantastic. It does end a little bit darker than you expect going in. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm cannot wait for the second season because it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, I actually re I recommended that myself on like the last or the one before, maybe, one before podcast. I had an uh, amazing time with it and I've been yeah showing it to BT here mm -hmm. and yeah, you're about halfway through it now. What are you I watched episode 5 yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah. What was that? Uh, it's the one where Birdie has this whole day planned and Tuka's off with her auntie who's all rich. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. That fucking ends heavy. That Ooh. was a weird moment. Like, and she's vigorously masturbating. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was like, 
That was a turn. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, also on the Netflix front, Final Space Season 2 happening very soon. Oh, okay. So I was about to say is out. I'm like, I have to go watch that immediately, which is weird because I only have like pretty good things to say about that, but not amazing. Anyway, and yet I'm very really? excited. Oh. Uh, I, I just think it had so much potential. And uh, oh, it had I'm so very much potential curious to see blue right past do all of that it. potential and was fantastic and perfect in every way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. I watched the series, so I think I'm stuck in at this point. Oh, yeah. Like, I've got a lot of criticisms, criticisms to lob at it, but ultimately, I found it like an overall positive experience. So I'm definitely in for the next season. Yeah. And I now have to always go. Whenever I see avocado, so it's broken my brain. Also, thing it shares between Good Omens yeah. and Final Space, David Tennant. Yep. Oh, that's right. Welcome yeah. to the David Tennant Index, where we just talk about incredibly <laughs> handsome Scottish actors. Oh, actually, there's a soft recommendation as well. Uh, recently, when I was sick a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, you just want to throw on something to, you know, fall asleep part the way through. And I took a chance on the new DuckTales series, which is on Stan at the moment. Oh, yeah. How's I, that? I found it, like, I mean, I, I was sick at the time, but <laughs> I, I found it very charming. Like, I don't feel like it was totally a talking down sort of kids show it was mm -hmm. definitely a kids show with, but I, I thought it was amazingly charming yeah i loved the actors who all played huey julie and say, louie the voice cast on that is amazing so oh it's ridiculous like quickly look it up but yeah david tennant as scrooge mcduck and yeah. kate mccucci as yeah um uh, dandy pooties in there Oh, and... that's right. Oh, and our boy Lin-Manuel Miranda. He, yeah. He plays uh, Gizmo Duck mm -hmm. later on in one of the later episodes. And, uh, John Ralphio. Oh, <laughs> Whatever he... his real name is, I forget. Ben Schwartz? I think that's right, yeah. Who's also going to be Sonic in the upcoming Sonic movie. Oh, yeah. Due out 2025. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be like Brexit, and it'll, they'll just keep pushing it back <laughs> constantly. Taking bets now. What's coming first? Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> the movie, or Brexit? That's so rough. Like, I was I was watching Critical Role the other day, and oh, nice. they mentioned, like, oh, yeah, this this person uh, voiced Sonic. Not in the most recent movie. And I'm like, damn, this D&D yeah. &D show is attacking <laughs> the new Sonic movie. <laughs> it was nice to be united on something. This is a world with a lot of division and that we could all look at it and say, that's a shit design. You need to change it. <laughs> we were unified for once. It was yeah. nice. Also, don't use Gangster's Paradise for the trailer. It's oh. so confusing. Yeah. Oh. It's not a fast song. <laughs> like <laughs> There were so many punk songs in the 90s you could have used. But the words, the words about a young man struggling with the cycle of poverty Poverty and not being able to escape the crime of his life is exactly what Sonic doesn't need. Because <laughs> he can escape. Yeah. Because yeah. he's he's fast. Quick. Gotta go fast. He's some chili dogs. He's fine. <laughs> Be he's delicious. So yeah, yeah uh, Huey, Dewey and Louie is, yeah, Ben Schwartz, Danny Pudi, like we said, and also Bobby Moynihan. Um, <laughs> you're laughing at the Rick and Morty bit, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also a fun name, Moynihan. <laughs> you know, I heard him piece of toast really don't get along. <laughs> Um, so yeah, for a soft recommendation, I've been going on for for a bit, but uh, my actual recommendation, and it's something weird I realised, I don't actually recommend a lot of music on this thing, which is weird. I love music. So yeah, throwing it out today, a band I've been really getting into lately is the Physics House Band. It's instrumental proggy nonsense, but they just released a new EP earlier in the year called Death Sequence. Yeah, like I love 
listening to instrumental proggy nonsense when I'm like doing admin stuff, you know, uh, stuff where I need to like write words and can't have lyrics entering my head. Otherwise, you know, I'm like, uh, and mm. the cross analysis shows that you are the wind beneath my wings. Damn it. Yeah. You know, but I find like lo-fi beats to study to a bit too sleepy for me, but <laughs> yeah, physics house band, they've got a few albums out, English prog instrumental nonsense. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Got less out of that than DuckTales, surprisingly. Because <laughs> that has an amazing theme song. Oh, Does the new one just... have it? Yeah. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> Dare I say an even better version of the theme song. Ooh, <sighs> controversial. All right, guys. Yeah, that's it for the Simpsons Index 129. Let's get out of here. That's been Tom Burt. Hello, hello. And goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> and that's been BT Calloway. Hi. And I've been your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to the Simpsons Index podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter and Instagram. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. All right, before we move on, is that reputation justified? And I think it's... Fuck. Time that <laughs> reputations get justified. What do critics think of what this? Is? Fuck! <laughs> I forgot to practice it and learn how to breathe. <laughs> uh, like sixty centimeters is fucking amazing in peak snow time for mm-hmm. Australian ski fields. I have never seen snow. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. It's cold and white. <laughs> Do you know everything you need to know? But you, you should probably see it. Same. Yeah. yeah. Family are avid skiers, so yeah. I've been, right. Okay. Been in the snowfields like yearly since I was nine, and yeah, BT's pretty much joined me every year since our teens, and you've never gone up the mountain at all. Not once. <laughs> Strictly out of poverty to begin with, and then uh, it was just like you know what? Every year I would like sit there and just sit on the couch and read or play video games. Every year someone come back going, ow, ow, ow. Sit down next to me. Go. You were right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Remember that year that, yeah, Cindy came back, she broke her arm, and David came back, he broke his leg. and <laughs> Yep, and I'm just sitting there going, cool, you want you want some cocoa? I put, <laughs> I put booze in it. <laughs> it's good fun. Yeah, I mean, The Simpsons only beats me out by, like, three years or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then Still. it wouldn't get to our shores until 91, so, yeah. Uh, Had to cross the ocean, yeah. Yeah, oh, the lengths we went to to get Simpsons episodes back then. Yeah. It's tough. Shipping the USB drives on <laughs> steam engines. <laughs> USB drive? Boy, you're talking crazy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, we plugged them right into our... We played them on wax cylinders. <laughs> Put it in age. <laughs> USB drive. Uh, sorry, I just could do a couple more seconds. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Always with the... T- you have to host... And do the thing at the same time. Yes, it's completely understandable. Yeah. (laughs) Should we make some nice recognizable waveforms so you can (laughs) cut this out? (laughs) (laughs) Recognizable waveforms. Recognizable waveforms. Recognizable waveforms. Exactly uh, a friend of ours has been like cutting these together into like songs lately. So if you want to like, oh, yeah. give anything for him to use, just say something slightly rhythmical. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I'll do it. Yeah, I, I said it. I just said it real quiet. Like, yeah. Real quiet. Like, I just said it. Like, real, real, real quiet. Like, real, real quiet. Like, real, real quiet. Like, real, real. I just said it like real 
quiet like. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, it's time for my final notes. <laughs> 